right, welcome to the Mike Caudill Podcast. Guys, I'm Mike Caudill, and this is Season 1, Episode 2, although it feels like it's been many more than just one. Before we even get into today, do you know what kind of work it takes to get a podcast up and running? Holy heck, it takes so much work to get a podcast up and running. Some people make it look so easy. I admire people like Joe Rogan that have been able to do this for such a long time, but I digress. Uh, welcome to the show. This is going to be a great show for you guys today. Going to be bringing in Harrison Noble here in a minute. My sidekick, we've got a, an amazing show lined up because we're going to be talking about uh, some of the things that we've been doing here over the last few weeks. We're going to be talking a lot about automotive news, places I've been, all this kind of crazy stuff. And In fact, the, the last 10 days when we did the very first uh, episode one, I was broadcasting from here in Nashville, which I am today. And I was telling you all I was going to head out to Las Vegas for CES. Check, did that. Uh, down to Tampa for the Florida RV Super Show. Check, did that. Off to Atlanta for a weekend of volleyball shenanigans with my daughter. Check, did that. And then made it made my way home with a full-blown flu. Check on that. So uh, it was the full quadfecta for the month of January. And uh, as I sit here today, broadcasting today's podcast we're going to be heading back out on the road um i mentioned this in our first episode but headed to the chocolate mountains if you're not familiar with where the chocolate mountains are those are out in the california desert you may have heard of glamis you may have heard of anza borrego johnson valley which is actually happening uh, over the next week and a half which is the king of hammers race different part of the california desert california desert's massive just massive i will be down just north of yuma and just south of Blythe along the Colorado River. And it is a span of amazing land where a group of us do a series of off-roading. Last year, I took the Bronco Raptor out for testing. And we always find a, a way to, to put vehicles through, you know, the ultimate test. So got that coming up. Going to be heading off to Montreal, Canada to do some uh, snow driving uh, in a Mitsubishi Outlander, uh, which I'm really looking forward to. Uh, to see how the, the Outlander handles in the off-road. I got a feeling it's going to be a lot like a Subaru. No comments, Tracy, producer Tracy. She's a Subaru fan. Uh, and then we're going to be headed down to the Chicago Auto Show uh, in February, along with the Miami Boat Show. But we'll have a whole series of podcasts that, that come out before all those other adventures. But boy, talk about kicking off 2024 uh, with some amazing adventures. All right, so what do we got going on this week's show? Let's just start off right at, at the top. We're going to talk a little bit about CES, what we saw up there, what suited our fancy. We're going to talk a little bit about the news of the week. There's a lot of things impacting the auto industry. Uh, new rules for 2024 being kind of the top one. We're going, to, we're going to talk about what the Inflation Reduction Act means to the electric side of the auto industry. Uh, we've picked out our special vehicle of the week. Really excited to talk about what that will be. Special guest, I'm excited to have Stuart Webb on. You may... Not know the name Stu Webb, but you definitely know his online handle, which is The Excalibur. Uh, great story from Stu and a super good friend of mine. We'll have him on the show. We're going to get all the way, as we always do, talk a little bit about sports. We're going to talk about the NFC and AFC Championship coming up this weekend between the Detroit Lions and the San Francisco 49ers, Baltimore Ravens, and the T-Swift Kansas City Chiefs. And then, of course, we're going to close it out with Harrison's amazing joke of the week. So you guys ready for a great show? All right, we're going to kick it off right here with Mike's opening monologue. You ready? Here we go. All right. 2023 really marked the advancement of electric vehicles in the market. And we saw more than 40 vehicles come to market that in some capacity had electric technology, whether they were full BEVs, as we call them, battery electric vehicles, whether they were plug-in hybrid electric vehicles, whether they were hybrid vehicles. We saw all kinds of really cool technology come to market. Automakers, as I've said from the beginning, absolutely just floored me on how amazing these cars are. And what's unique is that consumers in the market have seen how cool these cars can be, ranging all the way at the top with a six-figure Porsche Taycan, uh, all the way down to something like the Nissan Leaf. What we learned from consumers in 2023 is that they want to learn about electric vehicles, but they're not quite ready to pull the proverbial trigger on buying one. And 
2023 was a great year because there were still a series of incentives left for consumers to get their arms around. But now that we move into 2024 and the Inflation Reduction Act from the White House has really kicked into full swing, there's some things that consumers really want to educate themselves on before they really take that next step into full electric vehicles. So what do I mean? Well, as far as electric vehicles go, the number of electric vehicles that now qualify for a federal tax rebate have significantly dropped. 2023, there were 43 vehicles. Now in 2024, there are only 19 vehicles. But of those 19 vehicles, it's really only five vehicles if you remove the trims and just focus on the model line. So you've got the Chevy Bolt, you've got the Chrysler Pacifica plug-in hybrid electric vehicle, you've got the Ford uh, F-150 Lightning, you've got the Tesla Model Y, the Tesla Model X, and there are a variety of trim levels. So when you total it out, it's five or six vehicles in total, four of those being Tesla-based vehicles. So when you look at it, there's only four or five vehicles in the market that qualify for the full $7,500 tax rebate. And there are a series, a litany, if you will, of parameters in which consumers will need to follow in order to get some form of a tax rebate. What do I mean by that? 60% of the rare minerals or the vehicle, you know, where it's going to be built have to be inside the United States. And then there's, you know, a price that goes on top of that. So for the Ford F-150 Lightning, if it comes in over $80,000 and that doesn't qualify. So there are all these different things that kind of fall into the mix. But the good news is that with the Inflation Reduction Act, you no longer have to file the form to get your federal tax rebate. The dealer is actually going to do it on your behalf. So they're going to give you instant savings so if you were to buy a Chevy Bolt, you're going to get an instant savings. So basically all I'm saying is that the system in which we were hoping the federal government would support has kind of broken down a little bit. I really thought that the government would really force our system into adopting more EV tax credits for consumers to get them into the vehicles first and then make adjustments down the road. So what's the forecast for 2024? Uh, I've read a lot of stories online with those in the EV market saying that 2024 is the year of the EV. And I, you know, I'd love to tell you that it is, but until we figure out what the infrastructure is going to be, consumers are still going to be left on the sidelines waiting to be put in the game saying, Hey, I want to play in this game, but I'm not ready to until I see that all of the pieces of the puzzle, you know, are going to be there. So stay tuned. There's going to be a lot of information. So the forecast for 2024, as you're hearing here on the Mike Caudill podcast, I'm going to see a lot of the same automakers posted sick profits in 2023. You saw an all-new union-backed plan in place with the UAW. They got more money, which actually takes them to the national average at about $33.50 an hour, which is, is actually a good thing. So when you add all of that up and you look at what consumers are going to buy, market demand is going to be what dictates what 2024 is going to be as far as electric vehicles go. So there you have it. Do your research team and hopefully you'll be able to get the vehicle that makes the most sense for you moving into the new model year. All right, you guys ready? We talked about what's on the agenda. It is officially time to bring in our good friend, Harrison Noble, to really dig in deep on today's automotive news. Where's my guy? Are you out there, Harrison? Welcome in, welcome in, welcome in, Mr. Harrison. You heard the monologue today. Yes, I did. And you heard, you heard the news of the week. Before we move into the Consumer Electronics Show, what are your thoughts on this electric story, man? Where are you at, dude? Let's talk about it. Honestly, I think that a lot of it has to do with the government just making regulations tighter. I think the fact that there's less EVs available with that tax credit kind of sucks for the consumer, but there's some good things also, too. I mean, look at the EVs that are available. Look at the EVs that are coming to market. Look at the tax incentives that we now have that are getting to your door faster. Well, I shouldn't say to your door, to your to your pocketbook faster. Do you find it interesting, Harrison, that when the current administration, and this is not a political statement, this yeah. is just facts, right? I, I, yeah. It's pragmatic. It's just being pragmatic that when the current administration took office, you know, four, four years ago, and immediately kind of mandated electric electric vehicles are the direction that the auto industry will go and put a lot of effort behind it. Do you find it interesting that this administration didn't push harder to ensure more vehicles were covered under the Inflation Reduction Act? I, I find it a bit ironic, yeah, because, you know, it's 
it's like, why are we narrowing it down to only a certain amount of EVs? I know we kind of talked about that earlier. We talked about how the parts, 60% of them need to be made here in the U.S. It looks like a lot of them probably aren't, and that's why they're not meeting that uh, federal tax credit. But yeah, I do actually, because it really limits what kind of vehicle you can get and then how to take advantage of that tax credit. I mean, your I, options you, are you severely would, limited. You would think that the government would say, look, we understand that we want electric vehicle independence. Yeah. Um, it, but in order to get there, because, you know, the, the automakers jumped. And to be honest, you could, you could, we could put it on this administration, but you could go back before Biden, before Trump. You could go back before right. Obama. Right. You can go back, you can go back into the Clinton Bush era and know that the engineering teams at, most of these automakers were looking at electric, you know, technology. I mean, I had a plug-in oh, yeah. hybrid electric vehicle back during the Obama administration, but I had that Ford C-Max. I don't care what anybody says. I still love, <laughs> still love that car. But you would think this administration would have pushed incredibly hard to make as many of these vehicles, one, affordable, and two, as many of them as possible with tax credits on it. It's, it's a bit of a shame, but you're right. It's easier to get, you know, some form of relief. Right. When you go to buy a vehicle now, it's easier. I, I will say, and before we move on to consumer electronics show, I will say hats off to General Motors. You know, General Motors, they, they didn't just jump in. They jumped in right into the deep end of the pool uh, yeah. four years ago, said we're going to have, you know, X number of vehicles by 2035. Yeah. Um, and these X vehicles by 2035 are going to be, you know, all electric so three yeah 30 vehicles by 2035 we're going to be all electric and they're moving down that path now yeah um it's pretty which ambitious. is which is which is awesome on january 1 2024 when the ev tax credit you know basically went away and the new one went into place general motors yeah. came out and said look the only vehicle of ours that qualifies for the full 7500 dollars tax credit is the chevy bolt and what did they do they went all right for all the other vehicles the hummer ev the celestic the lyric the Blazer, the Silverado EV, whatever. They're like, you're going to qualify. Whether yeah. it's partial or full, you're going to qualify. So that's setting them apart. Them. That's setting them apart completely in the EV game. Yep. That's hats off to them. All right. So Consumer Electronics Show, I just got back from there. You were able to follow some of the news. I've listed out mainly automotive stuff that, that really yeah. captivated my captured my attention. Before we get to the automotive stuff, got to talk about the big, the big show star, and that was LG. Uh, with their transparent television. Everyone's talking about this thing. Look, man, I like technology. I think it's freaking cool. You know what? Just hang a freaking television up behind me. I just, when I'm watching TV, I'm going to watch TV. I think it's cool that they're doing it. Am I going to buy one down the road? Probably not, but I think it's kind of cool. <laughs> I think it's cool. Yeah. The fact that it was transparent and just this huge, massive screen, it's kind of neat. It's kind of cool where technology is going. You're one of those young tech people that kind of dig that stuff. I, uh, I don't know. I don't <laughs> know. For me, okay, I don't okay. know. I, well, I don't know. I'm, I'm just getting to the place. What where would I'm you like, use oh, it for? 4K. Well, what, I don't what would know, you? Right? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Make it a fake fit. Make it a fish tank. I think that's. They were just like showing all, all right. the fish swim around in it when it goes to like its backdrop. I don't know. What would I do? <laughs> Have it automatically upload pictures of my family, so I'd be like, whoa. There's right. Harrison's on my screen. Yeah. Harrison <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know what I would use it for. I'd probably put it in the garage yeah. and just probably have Mav TV streaming 24-7. That's what I would do. CE, CES over the past few years has become an auto show. Yeah. And um, given given some you know changes in the uh, environment the last year, whether it's inflation or high interest rates or you know pullback on EVs, if you will, we know it's just you know factual, true information. You know, certain automakers like Ford and Stellantis pulled out of the consumer electronics show, yeah. but Hyundai, Honda, and Fisker all showed up this year. Hyundai showed up with its supernal EV uh, takeoff and landing. Yeah. Uh, Air taxi. This thing really was neat. Dude, if you could have seen it in person, this thing was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Eight rotor, eight rotors, cruising speed of 120 miles. It'll be all electric, so I don't know what the range will be. But they're saying Harrison is supposed to come to market in 2028. Yeah, that's super close. You know, I think we should get one, try to go from Nashville to Atlanta or maybe L.A. to Las Vegas. That'd be awesome. Yeah, if we do the Vegas, uh, the L.A. to Las Vegas, we might end up pulling a Jim Farley with the Ford Lightning. <laughs> um, where yeah, even he, I mean, it's still going to be classic, right? That will go down in history as one of the most 
you know, perfect moments where an automaker president was like, all right, I get what everybody's saying. Just eye-opening, yeah. Just eye-opening. Eye pull into a place yeah. to charge. There's somebody else there, blah, 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 yeah. blah. Um, but hats off to Hyundai. They're saying by 2028, this thing will come to market. I look forward to it. Eight rotors on top, 120-mile cruising speed. Pretty cool. This one's interesting. It's a small story. I picked up on it when I arrived at CES. And it, this is more of a, a, a software deployment, but Sirius XM, which we, you know, that I don't know, it's like 30 million people, 60 million people. I don't even know. Yeah. It's a massive number, but they all have it in their cars, right? I have it in my cars. I have, I have the app on my phone as well. And it's how I get my news. It's how I listen to sports. It's how I, you know, listen to music. Well, now they right. have partnered with a company called Rapid SOS, and they're integrating into vehicles through their connected vehicle platform. When you get into an accident, it will automatically dispatch to 911, significantly reducing time that people wait for a response to wow. an incident when your vehicle yeah, wow. is stranded there on the road. So kind of a cool piece there. I want to get your take on this, and, and I don't know if I prepped you for it, but that's okay. We'll figure it out. Hit we'll me with it. it. <laughs> Honda, Honda had two different products that it debuted uh, at CES. One is called The Saloon which is interesting because we talk about not drinking and driving yet. They name it a saloon, which is kind of interesting. <laughs> it's maybe ironic. it's a place that people, maybe it's cause it's a place that people congregate. Maybe you can drink in it because it's autonomous and electric. Yeah, probably. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. And the space hub, this one was cool too. The space hub, it had an led screen on the front, which had like, oh, that's I mean, sick. It was, yeah, it was really cool. Did you get a chance to look at either of those? I did see the saloon. I thought the same thing was pretty funny. I think it's cool. You know what? I've heard, uh, and it, you know, this could be rumors. Who knows? But I've heard that Honda's working with GM actually to make EVs, uh, which is kind of neat because I don't think we've seen yet in a, a larger American, you know, company working with, uh, you know, a Japanese company on, you know, a crossover or not crossover, but you know, a cross section vehicle. You know, which is kind of interesting neat. that you say that mm. because I just learned this week that. And I should have known this, but I didn't, that General Motors is working with, they own a company. They are 40, 44% owner of a company in China called Wulin. And Wulin, Wulin is one of the top automakers in China. China is one of the leading EV makers and uh, has more EVs on, on the road than any other country uh, mm -hmm. in the world. And General Motors builds these Wulin vehicles uh, in China for the Chinese market, and they are 44% owners. So there is some DNA that is being carried between, yeah, kind of interesting. You know what? Huh? But that makes sense, though, because if you look at Buick, right, they are like their largest number, sale numbers, are from China. So I know. I, the Chinese, I know. They, they actually like GM a lot. I know. It's pretty cool. It's pretty yeah. cool to see. Um, Honda also showing off at CES their new logo. Uh, I did see of, that. A lot of people, it just kind of slid under, but I mean, that's a big thing when you decide to, you know, change out your corporate logo and, you know, that's, that's what they did. They changed out their corporate logo. Yeah. A couple of years back, remember Kia did the same thing. I actually really like Kia's new logo a lot, but it kind of, yeah, kind of shook the ground a little bit with some people. They were like, whoa, that is definitely not the same Kia. I wonder if we'll get the same reaction with Honda. Yep. 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 Last but not least on the automotive front, Fisker was there. Uh, for those listening that you don't know the name Fisker, Fisker Automotive, Fisker LLC, Fisker Auto, Henrik Fisker, uh, <laughs> one of the, the most same. renowned. Yeah, yep. yeah, yep, not the same. Fis Henrik Fisker would be the, the one that brings it all together. But uh, Fisker Inc. is an automaker in California. They showed off the Karma at the consumer electronics show. Now we've seen it before, but they were there with their partner Panasonic showing off an all new uh, system, radio system, audio file system for their vehicle. If you awesome. haven't checked those guys out before, those guys, I mean, it's that's a pretty freaking dope little car. If I was in the market for an electric vehicle and I wanted, I'm, I'm gonna buy small, I'm gonna use it to go to and from the airport and run errands. You yeah, might wanna check yeah. out the Fisker car, but that was pretty cool. So good news at the consumer electronics show, which leads us Harrison to, news of yes. the week the best part best part all right so news of the week um, we touched on the inflation reduction act a minute ago yep so that's pretty cool i think we did a good enough job talking a, a little bit about that there'll be more to come on the electric vehicle market but you know the buzz this week is all around lexus and this yeah. gx 550 
Uh, we saw it back in August, I think, of last year. We saw some concept images of it, and they were like, right. this is kind of what it's going to look like. And then they started releasing some information. Well, the Media Drive program is this week. And although we can't talk about the driving performance and characteristics, we can talk about what this awesome SUV is yeah. all about. I will let you go first. Yeah, I mean, I've seen it. Not in person. Seen plenty of photos. Read plenty on it. I mean, they're calling this thing a Range Rover fighter. That's a pretty yeah. damn good title for an auto manufacturer to have. Yeah, you know what? Here's the way I look at it. So if you look at Lexus as a brand, right? Yeah. Lexus has always been soft, supple, really smooth lines. And they'll always Agreed. say, you know what? We're we're gonna we're gonna create a conservative luxury sedan and series of luxury vehicles for consumers right. in the market. Right. Now enter this GX five fifty coming on the heels of the Toyota Land Cruiser that debuted last mm -hmm. year. Mm -hmm. This Lexus GX is exactly as you said, Harrison. It's bold, it's aggressive, it's got hard lines to it, it screams overlanding, yes. screams yes. off-road. Yes. They're integrating a new engine into this. It'll have a three hundred and uh, it'll be a 3.4-liter twin-turbocharged V6. It'll push out 349 horsepower with 479 pounds-feet of torque with Ooh. an 8,000-pound 8, 8, towing capacity. The hybrid will come down the road. You know who they're this targeting. The... They're targeting dude, Bronco. This... They want dude, Bronco. This... Yep. This... This thing is the real deal. Yeah. Um, and it'll be a little bit smaller in stature. So don't mm -hmm. think Sequoia. Don't think full-size um, Lexus. Think a, a little bit more amenable. And you're yeah. right. They're going after They're going after the Ford Bronco. They're going after the Land Rover Defender. They want Defender, that space bad. And they want that space really bad. Yeah. The problem yeah. is going to be price point. So they yeah. have not announced price point, but – all indications is that it will start in that low $60,000, but to get the trail edition. So I think it's called the Lexus GX 550 trail or trail plus, maybe something right. like that. Their off-road package, regardless of what they call it, it's going to be probably just up around 80. It's going to be freaking expensive. Yeah. That's a, yeah. That's a high ticket item. I mean, don't get me wrong. It is. I like it. It is. I am a big it's gonna, fan of the boxy SUV look, so I'm totally about yep. it. But damn, it's going to be it's going to be expensive. Um, so look forward to that. Go online, you guys. Check out It's Mike Caudill. I think I got an Instagram post that I posted up on what this thing looks like. It's gorgeous. It's stunning. It's beautiful. And once we get our hands on one, we'll test drive it. Big news from Ford Performance this week. They had their big kickoff down in Charlotte. Mm -hmm. And what's unique about that is they, you know, they lined up their GT3 car, their dark horse, and they brought in a series of, of journalists and gave them a chance to, to drive. With Barrett Jackson, with Ford Performance and their big kickoff this week, we're going to bring in our special guest in a minute, Stuart Webb, who had a chance to go out there and take a spin in some of those vehicles. And we'll close out our auto news of the week with this. This is a big announcement from the American Flat Track Series. This is the motorcycle racing series, all yeah. those guys that spin around on dirt. They uh, announced an exhibition race that's going to be happening at Sturgis downtown on ADV bikes. So adventure awesome. bikes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Adventure bikes now entering um, American Flat Track, doing an exhibition, and they're going to be hosting that downtown. I'm going to go off on a, on a quick tangent here for a second, Harrison. I'm go going to make it. you go along with me on it. Uh, it. I, just returned, I just returned this week from the Florida RV Super Show. That was one of my stops on my trip. I was amazed at some of the cool technology I saw down there, and I'll throw a couple out if anyone can get a chance. Uh, I think I'll post some stuff up on social. If you're not following me here, go follow some of the stuff that I did down there on GoRVing, G-O-R-V-I-N-G, GoRVing social pages. The Keystone Montana, which is a big fifth wheel, yep. they created a garage on it. And this garage has deployable uh, spots for electric bikes that charge your EV bikes. And they drop down out of the back. Super cool. Um, wow. that, was one, that was one that I, I really thought was neat. Heartland has a new RV in their booth. The Cruiser RV. So it's Cruiser RV. That's a sub-brand to Heartland. And it's called the Essence. you got to go check it out. It has a whole secret panel, and this whole panel opened up behind the television, behind the fire. Dude, it was a whole secret area. Like you could, if like the mafia was coming for you, right? In a in a camp in a campground, like the the Equalizer, Denzel Washington <laughs> yeah, from the movie, yeah, yeah. or Jason Bourne. 
you could hide inside this thing and nobody would even know That's you were sick. there. It was so cool. So that was really cool. We also saw some other awesome things down there. Uh, Keystone in deployment with Lippert, which is a, a supplier in the RV industry. Anti-lock brakes now coming to trailers. Huge. How the hell... How the hell do we get to 2024 and not have anti-lock brakes on RVs? Yeah, yeah so that's cool. that's massive though. It's massive. It's about yeah, damn time. Massive, 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 massive. So a uh, lot of cool stuff. And then you have Barefoot. It's a new little European little mini tiny micro little baby thing. You go like this and it's little <laughs> tiny and small. Um, so super cool there. Ember RV had a chance to hang out with the team over there. Always love hanging out with Ashley Von Traeger. She is blazing a new course. Uh, in the industry with a modular RV, so you can change out everything on the inside. Oh, you don't like where modular. the yep. don't like where the bed is. You move it over there. So um, that was that will round out our automotive news of the week. We'll probably pop some stuff in over the next few weeks um, on other things happening inside the RV industry. So without further ado, Harrison, I got to talk about it before we go to guest. Our guest, we are doing a helmet giveaway. This is mm. a Super Bowl helmet giveaway i better go online today and do something social for this but uh, i have three helmets that are burning a hole in my garage you have to go to it's mike caudill and check out either on instagram or facebook um, and make sure you subscribe and when you subscribe you can then put in what you think the final score is uh the final score is going to be the super bowl it's really simple Easy. i can care less about your teams just give me a final score if you guess the teams on top of it, well, then you can win a helmet. So give me the two teams. Give me the score. The funny thing is, Harrison, once we get to next past next week, yeah, you'll just have to put the score in. So it should be just the same. <laughs> it's not going to matter. So check those out, guys. We'd love to give these helmets away. I've got some, some showy helmets and some Schubert helmets that we want to give away. So, all right, without further ado, it's that time to bring in our guest on today's show, joining us on the Mike Caudill podcast is our good friend, Excalibur, Stuart Webb. Somebody that, that I've really grown to know fast, incredibly fast, I think record time, <laughs> um, over just over the past few months, uh, and somebody that is way younger than me, but somebody that I have a ton of respect for because of the path that he's charted for his career uh, and that hat. Obviously, and his muscles give him away, but Stu Webb is joining us. Uh, Excalibur on all social channels, but most importantly, good friend and automotive aficionado. Brother, thanks for joining the Mike Caudill podcast. Mike, it's an honor to be on here, man. I'm, I'm super yeah. stoked and excited. All right. So you've been on the road like me for the past week and a half, and Harrison's a Mustang owner. I've been yes, to sir. Charlotte to test drive the, jar the Dark Horse. Uh, tell us, I, I think it's important. Tell us where you have been the last two weeks, and then we're going to talk about Barrett Jackson. Was just in Charlotte for the Ford Performance kickoff. It was insane. Ford had 40 plus drivers there, and they had influencers and journalists and just everybody there just showing their love for Ford and racing. And uh, back to back, I'm back in Detroit, and they just had us at World Headquarters showing us around and bringing influencers uh, a closer look at different vehicles there, which is really cool because we get to tell the story a different way. And um, just running around with Ford is, is it's like a dream come true. And it's, it's great to be a part of that community as well and working with um, the journalists and media as well. So, yeah, sure. it's, it's, it's pretty awesome. If, for those that are, that are listening to the Mike Caudill podcast, um, so Stu is part of a very special group, Friends of Ford, and this is a group of influencers that have created their own special niche out there in the market. And that special niche has taken them to all new levels uh, when it comes to social and digital content creation. Tell everybody a little bit about your story, because I think your story is so different and unique than so many people. It definitely stands out, and to have Ford be a part of that story. It's now given so many people more um, more opportunity to showcase their story, and that's what the Friends of Ford program is all about. It's uh, giving people tell their Ford story. It's giving them the opportunity to tell that. Um, I started in the auto industry because I drove a F-150 from Alaska to Las Vegas for the SEMA show. Uh, a lot of people said it was really nice. dumb. I actually drove it. I didn't ship it down. I drove it 
Dear Canada, I don't really recommend that for everyone, especially if you have a show vehicle. <laughs> and then I drove all the way back up. Um, Ford didn't really know me at the time. I wasn't really that big on social, but it gave me the platform I do now and be like, hey, this is my Ford story. And it's allowed me to go now and bring other people on board, like with the Friends of Ford program and be like, this is their Ford story. How cool is that? And talk about the Broncos, the Explorers, the just so many of the other vehicles out there just because of that one journey. Um, and that launched my my career into the auto industry. I had so many companies get their eyes on me. Um, and then a company hired me to come run their social media. Shortly after, I went back up and then I drove all the way back down <laughs> the third time. So back down, back uh, down, back up, and then down again. And and then you fast forward, and you've been to three different Ford events or two different Ford events in the last week and a half. You traveled for Ford, doing all these fun, amazing things, and now you're going down to Barrett Jackson. Before we go into that, I just got to share this with Stu Harrison. Yeah. So when Harris, when I interviewed Harrison years ago, he, <laughs> he works on the marketing side at Driven 360. He showed up in nice. a PT cruiser. He showed up in a PT cruiser. I did. And man, it was it, <laughs> it, it was I, so bad. It yeah. was so bad. And, but he but he was like, but I got a Ford Mustang. I've got a Mustang. I've got a Mustang. And I was like, this kid does not have. Did a you Mustang. pop out of the car saying, "I got a Mustang"? This is no, no, a- no, 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 no. <laughs> he didn't even know I had the PT cruiser until I left. It was kind of like a. It was like a quick jaunt to the car and was like, look over there. And I got in the car and left. <laughs> hey, but it had, you know what? It had matching wheels and tires. So I count that as a win. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> 100%. It, it yeah. did. And then you showed up to work in your Mustang like a couple yeah. weeks later. Yeah. Yeah. I had, uh, I was just telling Mike the last podcast we were on. I, uh, before I started at Driven, I was an automotive journalist and I worked for Power Out of Media. So we did a lot of, uh, tech installs, drag racing, um, a lot of test and tune, you name it. Yeah. So I had just got done at the halfway point of building my car. So it's got, it's, it's an 05. So it's got a four, six, three valve. Um, it's got a six speed in and out. It's got a blower on it. It's got drag racing suspension and, you know, just a couple things to make it a little bit quicker. But at the time when it, right before I started at drift, just a couple, (laughs) just small things, you know what I mean? Little bolt on here, a little sticker there, you know, that kind of thing. (laughs) But at the time I had just got done rebuilding the top end because that blower actually took a valve spring for a prisoner. And so that was was kind of fun uh but this was weeks before i started so i kind of had to play it off yeah car's been running great you know and i'm like just getting it back from the shop like wow i can't believe this car has run again (laughs) it's kind of funny you know but back to life it's come back to life it's come back to life it's been running great ever since so it's happily sitting in a garage now where it just kind of comes out in good weather that's awesome yeah all right so so in charlotte I just and I know you're at an airport getting ready to board a flight on another amazing adventure. But in which Charlotte, what was the fate? Yeah, which which vehicle was you're like? Okay, this race car is the one. The new GT3 is awesome. What Ford has done with the Mustang and built out uh, what that car is for an actual race vehicle, and now seeing it at the Daytona, uh, that's so cool. But um, they had the GTD in the in the corner there, and I just I just love something about being something a, a race car being street legal. Yeah. Just, just that, that, that mindset of like, yeah, I get it to feels drive. Feels like you're doing something illegal. Yes, and, and <laughs> I don't know what it is, but yes, the technology is amazing in those race cars and for what Ford is doing across the board. But just something about a street legal race car is. Just, did they? Crap, did they drive GTD. it? Did they? Drive they did it? drive the, the GTD. They, they, they parked. They parked it in the, um, in the VIP section along next to the, uh, I think it was the Bronco DR. So they just kind of had that like in the corner there. Yeah. So that way people weren't swarming it, but it was, they had every Ford performance vehicle there and all the new ones that they announced too. It was, uh, it was really cool to see, but yeah, that's what that's, that's probably my favorite one up that was there. So. And who did you ride with? I know there were a couple celebrity drivers out there. So that was the, um, the Ford performance racing school, which is about 30 minutes out out from uh, where we're at, and uh, I was with Malcolm in the middle, Frankie. Yeah, <laughs> oh, Frankie no Munoz. kidding! Frankie I Munoz. saw him. I saw him, and I'm like, "Can I ride with him?" And there are two other NASCAR drivers, four NASCAR drivers out there. They were showing the capabilities of the new Dark Horse Mustang. Mm-hmm. Um, it was completely stock. They just had a, a cage built in for safety precautions, things like that. But it was amazing. Um, and they want to show the new Dark Horse of Track Attack, which is the Ford Performance's uh, Ford Racing School's new program. 
and they really just want to show how like how those dark horses perform. Yeah. And hopping in with Frankie was uh, he that dude oh, can drive. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that one drive. Yeah, that's one for the It's motors. weird though. It's so weird because you're looking over and you see Malcolm and they're like, wait a minute, hold on. <laughs> you're like, where's Brian <laughs> Cranston at? <laughs> that's that's so awesome. Cool. Did you ride with Haley Deegan? I didn't get to ride with Haley. Um, she was out taking the other people that we had there. We had some people from Friends of Four in the Ford performance. From what I heard, she was more um, not as tight on the lines as Frankie was. But no, you guys were smack talking. Oh, I cannot Damn. believe you guys were smack talking. I'm gonna tell Brian. Not, I'm gonna not, tell Brian. Not, not in a bad way. <laughs> they said that she was really, really good. She just Frankie was taking the turns a whole lot tighter because mm. of the dark horse. So I'm not okay. totally... He was pushing the limits. Back, in case that back goes back to digging. No, no, that's not what I meant. <laughs> so funny. Can't believe you're smack talking on her. Um, speak, speaking of smack, Barrett Jackson, there's always a ton of smack talking at Barrett Jackson on which vehicle crosses the stage. Oh, uh, my, yeah. my good friends at Max Slider will have a Bronco uh, that they're pushing across the stage as part of a charity handoff. What are you excited to see down at, at Barrett this, this weekend? Normally, I love to hang out with the folks at Shelby. It's just uh, I've known those guys forever. And for the thing for what's crossing the block, I actually haven't looked that much. I like to be surprised when I'm actually going there towards the tail end and then see the, the charity stuff yeah. going across. Yeah. Uh, last year, Ford had their Bronco Raptor, the number one, VIN number one, which was really cool to see. Uh, but a lot of times, I just like to get there and be super surprised. I mean, I'll see it's like a '65 built Mustang built out, and you're just like, okay, I wonder how much it's, you know, 300k. And it, it's cool to to, to kind of just be surprised for that. And I need to actually look to see what's going on because I've been so if busy I, with the Ford events. <laughs> if if I if I told you a 2007 Pontiac Solstice was going to be one of the top cars that cross. <laughs> No. Hey, it's rear-wheel drive, right? It, I mean, it come, on. come on. It is. It is. Just Google, just Google it, man. It, 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 <laughs> 2007 Pontiac Solstice right here. It says it right here. It was one of the top sales Monday during the 2024 Barrett-Jackson. It's like it one of the one last of the year's Pontiac sales. was making cars. <laughs> just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, it's man. not a Mustang. It's not no. a Mustang. But it. I don't know if I'd, I don't know how much it went for. I can't imagine <laughs> it went for a lot. For like thirteen grand, yeah, it's not gonna be. It's not gonna be a lot. Something I know. insane, yeah. and yeah. you're just well, like, why? Why this is exclusive one? Because I can tell you, because Corvettes. some boomer out there is looking at that car, going, "That's the car I wanted." That's I was the waiting one. for you to yep. use that term. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Can I yeah. use that?" Right now? Oh no, I have no. I have. I I, I could do a hot take right now on Meekum and uh, Vera Jackson on cars that sell for high dollar. <laughs> And every boomer who owns like a '60s Camaro is going. Well, I saw one sell for 135. Mine's worth that, right? No. 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 Yeah. Yeah, bro. It, no. Totally. Totally. Well, yeah. le- least I'm not a boomer. I, I, no. I'm not. I'm one removed. One removed. So for me, it's more Mike. The you're older just a couple years older than me. That's it. So, yeah, yeah, just that's a couple. That's right. Yep. Yeah. That's yep. right. And well, I'm just a couple um, younger. Cut yeah, just a couple. <laughs> yeah. So. For people that are following along as you head down to Barrett Jackson, where can people follow you? Where can they they see all the amazing work that you're doing? Because it's pretty awesome. I appreciate that, man. A uh, lot on Excalibur uh, on IG, the Excalibur underscore Excalibur, and then uh, a little bit on Facebook, TikTok, and uh, YouTube as well. I like to keep more of that behind the scenes kind of style. I just got these Facebook glasses where I can get more of those behind the scenes shots for you guys and mm. uh, just showing the just what's going Sick. on down to like all the other people and the cars as well. So awesome. I'll be on those, those platforms. And and for, for those that don't know where the name Excalibur came from? That's a good one. Um, <laughs> I had an old F-150 before the one I drove down to SEMA. It was silver. Uh, love the thing to death. It was in Alaska, and I was washing it, and my old Instagram handle was BigStew92 because I was this big old guy, and I was like, yeah. And uh, I was like, I need a project name because everyone had project builds at the time. It was like mm-hmm. project this, project that. And I'm like, what did I call the truck? And it was silver. It was sharp. It was clean. I'm like, all right, sharp, clean, silver. What could I do that that's like super unique and that will kind of stand out at the time versus like project Ford or project this? And 
Excalibur just popped in my head, and I created that as the project build of the truck. The next truck for SEMA was Project Excalibur 2.0, and then eventually when I started the influencer thing, I'm like, I really don't have anything to build my name around. Why don't I just build around the name I use for the truck, and the Excalibur came to be. I now yeah. go to events and have people like Gaberti running up to me and be like, the Excalibur, and it's, it's cool because then it kind of sticks, and um, that's how that name came to be. I, that's a good one, Mike. <laughs> no, I love it. Well, people got to people got to know the history, man. The history is really good. Um, I know you're not like Harrison. You're not a huge football fan, but I'm going to give you your chance right now. You got the NFC and the AFC divisionals this weekend. You got the San Francisco 49ers going up against the Detroit Lions and the Baltimore Ravens. They are everywhere uh, right now. The Lions, you just I know. see. They're so proud I, right now here. <laughs> I, I, got, I got my Detroit hat on, although I'm from the yeah. San Francisco Bay Area. And then you got Baltimore taking on Kansas City. Let's go with the, the game that I really don't give a crap about, and that's the Kansas City-Baltimore game. Who are you picking? <laughs> Let me help you. Let me help yeah, you. Can I you in? <laughs> everyone in the U.S. and everyone in America is going for Baltimore. Everyone. Are they? Are, okay, that's what I figured. Even okay, KC so fans. <laughs> really? It's that's what I hear. Word on the street. Word on the street. Taylor Swift has got to go down. And then it's I fun think, watching that on social, especially like the comments that they just ple- they're like, please stop, save our priceless. eyes and ears. I know, <laughs> right. I know. And then you got then you got Jason Kelsey running around without a shirt during the game on uh, on Sunday. And then you get you get to choose between Detroit and San Francisco. We know you're pulling for Detroit. Am I pulling for Detroit? I'm just pulling for Detroit. Yeah, all day. It was cool to see the memes though of the shirtless <laughs> Jason, <laughs> that Jason Kelsey. Yeah, that was yeah, great. That was really awesome. It was great. Uh, I've got a soft spot for San Francisco, but given the three-decade turmoil around what is the Detroit Lions, this is their year, and I think yes. they're going to pull it off. So, hopefully, and coming we'll here see... and listen to the Lions, just like fans, just talking the locals. It's they're so it's, happy. It's cool to see the morale. It's kind of like when the Knights won back in Vegas for hockey. It's just the morale in Detroit right now is just like. We love the lines, and they're putting all their stuff out in the front of the air, airports. So if you want to right grab up. merch right now, it's like you can. Everyone has their stuff out. It's go the support. Best. It's the go best. Supportive. All right, we uh, we've got more to the Mike Caudill podcast. Dude, thanks for joining us today. We're gonna catch up with you on the backside. If you guys get a chance, go online, check it out. The Excalibur. That is my good friend Stu Webb, and uh, thanks for joining the Mike Caudill podcast, buddy. Mike, thanks for having me on, man. Appreciate you guys. See Peace, you later. Safe flight. Thanks, man. Later. It's that time in the show where we have to take a 30-second station identification. No, actually, it's all about all about those that help get our show up and moving off the ground. Today, we have a special shout-out. Uh, our advertising partner and somebody that we've been working with closely uh, is a company called Aurora, which you can see the little white on my jacket right here. Aurora is a uh, company that makes heated jackets. They make heated vests. They actually have beanies and gloves. Uh, Aurora, if you're not familiar with them, the official licensed winter apparel company for both the Kansas City Chiefs and the Green Bay Packers. Uh, a lot of their apparel items are starting under $100. But if you're looking for a way to keep yourself warm in these ugly winter months, uh, or like me in the middle of summer, you just want to wear a heated vest, uh, you're going to want to check out Aurora. You go to their website, aurora.com. And if you're listening to the Mike Caudill podcast, you can use my promo code. It's Mike Caudill to get yourself 20% off anything on their website. So check them out, aurora.com. Okay, we got some more news for you guys as we round third base with the Mike Caudill podcast. Uh, news this week coming out from Apple and their EV program. Back in, what was it, 2008, Tim Cook came out and said, we're going to build a car. And everyone went, ooh. I got my Apple Watch and I got right. my iPhone. Now I'm going to have it paired with my car. Apple you World. Fast forward, <laughs> Apple World. You fast forward to 2000, 2024. Actually, let me think about that. They came out in 2014 with the car because it's been 10 years, right? So 2014, mm-hmm. they came out with the concept of the car. Fast forward in 2024, they're now announcing that it's supposed to come out in 2028. What say you, Harrison, on an Apple EV car? Man, I think it's cool and all, but good luck competing with the other brands. You know, it was it was Elon that said it best. 
being an EV manufacturer is a really hard business. It is. It's yeah. a hard business. Codename Titan. I think it's just that pretty much vaporware right yeah. now. I think that's I think that's all all we're looking at. All right, rounding third base, Harrison. We're gonna switch gears. Let's do it. And we're gonna we're gonna let Mike talk about football. All right. Um, it is down to the wire with the NFC and AFC championship game. The Detroit Lions are taking on the San Francisco 49ers, and the Baltimore Ravens are taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. It has been a tale of stories for this Detroit-San Francisco game. And as much as I want to care about the Kansas City Chiefs and T-Swift, we'll spend a few minutes talking about that whole dramatic ensemble of uh, cretins. But it's interesting on the Detroit side. So Detroit hasn't won. Hadn't won a playoff game in three decades. They then win a playoff game uh, as part of the wild card uh, and then divisional round. They take on, they took on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, this last weekend, and Tampa Bay was five and seven going into December and turned it around and closed the season out at nine and eight on Jeez. a relatively mediocre record, but still managed to to get into the playoffs knocking off the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. And now fast forward, they knock off the Philadelphia Eagles and boom. Then they play the Detroit Lions. They lose to the Lions. And now the Lions are headed to the NFC Championship, which they will play Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, drafted last in the draft when he came into the league a year ago. Still working under his rookie contract at $400,000 base salary and has done the unthinkable. I think he's what 11 and 3 12 and 3 the guy has won every single game for the most part that he is suited up for and went from just wanting to be on the practice team to now being a perennial NFL quarterback a la Tom Brady uh, his first two years year one comes off the the bench to take the 49ers to the NFC championship this year then he gets hurt he gets hurt right, and can't play in that championship game, comes back this year and takes the Niners all the way to the NFC Championship again. There's a lot to be said uh, about Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, and taking them on are the Detroit Lions. This is just a tale of inspiration. Uh, Dan Campbell, their head coach, is a gridiron, real football player, smash mouth, and I think destiny is on the side of the Detroit Lions. But I'm really excited to see, especially after – absolutely losing my shorts a week ago i couldn't pick a winner i literally could not pick a winner harrison it was bad right it was yeah, so i think bad. that's something cool to be said a man about that leadership i mean just leading from the top down and kind of bringing the team up and taking them from you know point a all the way to the top that's kind of inspirational you know it is it, it's inspirational and i think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch these guys this this coming weekend play i'm gonna i'm gonna unfortunately back my support out from San Francisco who I've supported all year and I'm going to throw my hat in the ring with my Detroit hat. I think the city needs it. I think the city wants it. I think the city's going to get it. So let's hope Detroit can pull this out uh this coming Sunday and then of course uh on the other side yeah, you've got Baltimore. Really don't care all that much about. I know it probably piss off a lot of people in Baltimore. Don't care too much about them. Don't care about Taylor Swift. Don't care about Patrick Mahomes. But at the end of the day, I'd love to see Baltimore knock off the Chiefs because they are just one cocky football team. So there you have it. That's my football roundup for the week. All right. That is just about it. Um, any food things you want to talk about? We we always are trying. I was just down in Tampa and uh, didn't get a chance to go out and enjoy any food. But I did get some ramen delivered to the hotel via DoorDash. Mm. It was amazing. There you go. There you go. Ramen delivered. That's risky. Ramen, That's risky. <laughs> ra- ramen delivered and some gourmet rice bowls on site at the fairgrounds in Tampa. So go. it was not a, it was not a big culinary uh, experience for me, but I can tell you this weekend, we haven't talked about where I head off to. I leave tomorrow morning, uh, which will be Thursday. By the time this airs, I will already be uh, in my location, but I'll be out in the middle of the California desert, uh, enjoying some off-roading and overlanding. By the, not, by the time we get back, we'll have to make sure that we pop up some pictures because we'll be doing some fun social media while I'm out there in the middle of the desert. Yeah. Mike, what are you driving out there? Uh, unfortunately, this, last year I had a Bronco Raptor. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year I'm in a Ford Expedition XLT. It's a people mover. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll be driving that out to the river, but we will be in Jeeps and Broncos for some, for some rock crawling and it'll be a good time. There'll be like some that. great, great food items that come out of this coming weekend. So, you know, what food I'm it, looking dude. forward to. So we're going to be in Miami so, next month. What do I always like to get in Miami? Cuban baby. I love it. Ah, I love get Cuban food. that Cuban. That's right. So for the next, uh, for the next Mike Cardo podcast, uh, we'll try and keep it a little bit shorter. This was a long one for us this week. We are picking up a little bit of missed time. But Harrison and I will be down in Miami for the uh, annual Miami International Boat Show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be heading up to Montreal, Canada uh, for a off-road driving experience with Mitsubishi. I'll be uh, participating in the Chicago Auto Show. So there's a lot of fun stuff coming. Uh, if you're not following, make sure you're following along. It's Mike Caudill on Facebook and Instagram. So much great content going out there daily from our friends over at Print Digital, showcasing all the stuff going on in my world. And if you're not following us on YouTube, make sure you get over there as well. I think that wraps it up. Do you want to take us? Do you want to take us to close, Harrison? Yeah, I was thinking about this all week. The uh, joke of the week. This one <laughs> might be a little offensive to vegans and vegetarians on the food side, but I'm going to make it anyways. <laughs> so, Mike, you've got a vegan and a vegetarian, and they're both jumping off a cliff at the same time to see who will hit the bottom first. Who do you think wins? The vegan. Society. <laughs> <laughs> That so is, good. That is so so messed up, but it's so, so good. No, it's good. It's good. It's good. <laughs> I, it's you. You and I both know we have a mutual friend that for a, a solid year and a half, no matter what restaurant we went to, mm. the first words were always the same. The waiter would walk up and say, "Hey, what what would you like to order? You know, hey, can I take your order?" And is, well, I'm vegan. It was always the same. First thing, thing. I'm yep. vegan. Yep. First thing, I'm yep. vegan. It's just food to me, man. No matter what, yeah. whether it's yeah. made out of meat or not, I'm still going to eat it. All right, guys, that's it for the Mike Caudill podcast. Thanks for listening in. This was a long one. Hope you all enjoyed it. More automotive news coming your way in our next podcast. We're going to have a lot of stuff uh, reporting from the road. In fact, we'll probably talk about the RV show because we did not get to it this show. But make sure you guys are checking in on all our social media channels. All right, that's it. Thanks for joining. Peace, guys.